0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFQ Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here. John uh, repping the Sacramento Republic FC. They're not in MLS, I guess, yet, so I guess that's fine. We'll allow it, right? We'll allow this is, it. This is
1: my USL, my USL girlfriend to my uh, MLS wife.
0: Uh, fair enough. You you won't be a uh, a Kickers fan, but hey, okay, that's fine.
1: I guess. We'll... League One, League One, my League One Alliance is open. I, ha- I have a Ford Madison jersey, but that I am not committed.
0: Uh, okay. All right. All right. Anyway, welcome to the show. guys. John, how was your weekend, my friend?
1: So good, Ted. So, so good. Great weather. Decent soccer on TV. I continue to win money betting Portuguese soccer every weekend. It is it is the, the money pot for me. So I had a good weekend. How about you?
0: I had a good weekend. Uh, obviously, uh, the, we had the Olympics, Olympic qualifying. So watching, mm-hmm. watching that, I caught the Mexico game. I watched the US game on replay. So uh, yeah. So so fun uh fun times with that. I refereed a lot. I am taking a break. John's showing off his his drink
1: sponsor. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think if we could get a sponsorship. If we could get a case of Topo Chico delivered. I don't know if they monitor YouTube and like listen for their name in episodes, but Coca-Cola, if you're listening, I would love a I would talk about it a lot, so. <sighs> Go ahead yeah. And continue.
0: Yeah, but uh, but yes, I refereed a lot, very sore from that uh one more weekend and then i get a little bit of a break so i'm looking forward to you that need
1: those le- you need those leg compression things
0: yeah i need to get the i know when i when I, fra- when I fractured my ankle and i did my physical therapy they had the like thing they like send the water through like your leg they do like really cold water like i need something like that just for like my whole leg i think i saw i think i saw in like the 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 preseason training stuff i saw a little bit of that you need that um yeah, so let's uh, let's jump in the show. Let's talk first about John. Uh, I don't know if listeners are aware. If you're just checking us out, we had an, you had an excellent long interview with Roach from DC One Hundred and One talking DC United. Of course, many people know him from the Capital Soccer Show. Uh, great interview. Definitely should check it out. Um, we also had an interview with King CJ. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, I, I have I have I do have some thoughts. Uh, regarding uh, first of all, what, what He's not here. You, you you can you can you can be candid, and I'm sure he'd want yep. you to be candid. Uh, he 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 uh, he had some pretty pointed uh, criticisms of the team, and he did. And he
1: did, and I, I think understandably, I think that you know, um, he has a different vantage point than than we do. I think we are uh, we were fans first for most of our time paying attention to DC United, and and sort of journalists or whatever we are uh, more recently so I think that as far as what you know what grinds our gears and what grinds his are different I think that he has some legitimate concerns that I think a lot of the fan base shares I think that uh, you know they're t- those are totally fine to have I think that you know i, I I've tried to make sure to uh, you know give the t- team credit where I thought the team deserved credit and I thought that you know, there are things about the stadium that I think that they've corrected. There are things about getting out of the Flow Sports deal was a good move. Um, there are a number of things. The things that could be better still could be better, but I think that there, the it's hard to say that the progress has not been made and that the direction is not going uh, in the right way. But overall, I think it was a really good conversation. Um, his voice is like butter. And it was it, <laughs> it's, it's like it's, he, a, it's like
0: he does this for a living, you know, <laughs> I tell you, man,
1: I, I, I think I told you when we were talking, like we went an hour and a half and I stopped myself. I had more questions. We could have kept going. I could have gone another hour. He's very, very easy to talk to. It's interesting talking to some. You no know, no slight to you or no slight to myself. But like talking to someone who does it professionally, as a living for for like a job, it's it's like it's it's like dancing with a I don't know. A really good dancer. I don't know. I lost the analogy halfway through. If I was a professional radio host, I probably would have had a better analogy ready to go. But I'm not, so I didn't. But it was just—it was a really easy conversation. I think it's a good listen for any DC United fan.
0: I would agree. I think I think it's 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 something everyone should definitely check out. um, If you don't get the chance to check it out, I I liked. He agrees with me on on what DC should be, um, and that they should be a uh, they should be a team that sells um that that sells players that develops players that that sort of bees that becomes that team that uh that that is known for development if you're not gonna spend money you should develop players um i hope we're still uh hope we're still live it's frozen up on my end but um you know hopefully we would be that team that that develops players that 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 is that, that that actually puts a little bit into puts a little bit more into that and i think that's something that the team should 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 strive for and i think he agrees with that um but as far as the uh but but i mean as far as some of his other criticisms i i did think he he, he I, I, you hammer on points that i think have already been hammered yes the roof needs to be finished yes the stadium is not everything you know we 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 get you know he compared he. I think he brought up Bank of California Stadium. There are limitations in DC. There are limitations. I think on what the stadium could be. I think personally, it's a fine stadium. I think it's a good place to watch a game. It sounds great. The criticisms I have are understandable, and and you should echo those criticisms. If I had criticisms, it would be, I would love a, a second scoreboard on the far side, uh, so I could actually watch some of the replays without having to like break my neck turning around. Um, right. You know, obviously, I'd want the roof finish. You know, there's a lot of things I think they do to the preview, and there's a lot of things they've already done. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of things that were uh, that 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 have been done. You talked about the the hall of tradition. Um, I, I think the team deserves credit for for mending fences. Uh, I think it's also worth saying, you know, he said, you know, I'm not gonna give him credit for doing the bare minimum, and that's and that's a completely fair assessment. I think it's worthy of them. It, it acknowledging the good, I think, helps keep keep it going and helps sort of uh, helps helps keep it going and keeps it up to the idea they've they've interacted with us more and that's been great and it's been great to have access to players to to keep you know we got King CJ through that we've gotten players we have a, a interview coming with Donovan Pines. so there's been and not def- just for
1: our benefit either too I, I want to yeah. make sure that's clear I think that's that's to the benefit of the listener to have more avenues to hear those player interviews I think that that's I know as a fan like I, that interests me. I think particularly if you can get players talking in a comfortable way about things other than just their play, I think that's, I think that's what you want. So, um, that, that, that partnership has benefited us, but it's also benefited all of our listeners too. And yeah, all of the other and, DC United podcasts.
0: And, yeah. And other DC United fan podcasts. So, um, you know, I, 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 think we all want this team to be, we would love this team to be LAFC. They're not that. And we, they're a hometown team. We're going to, you know, I, I, we try to be fair. We try to be fair with them. Um, and there, I feel like there are that there, there, there. I have seen sort of the criticisms almost become a joke unto themselves where you just stop taking them seriously and they become more just like there's posts I've seen about the stadium, about the crowds, or about all that stuff. And I kind of, I almost kind of start to roll my eyes at it and it becomes almost the point of just mean spirited. And it doesn't – to me, in my opinion, it doesn't serve anything any good. You can have pointy criticisms, but to just be mean about it I think is 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 almost drawing the line. Um, the stadium is what it is. I can't wait to be back. I think we all want to be back. So, mm-hmm. um, But other than that, I, I thought it was a good interview. I thought Roach had some good points. Um, and I think he, he like him, is excited about the team. He loves – we love the content that we're getting right now from the team. The, the preseason content has been excellent. Oh, God. We have wanted this for so long. And here's a question. Here's a question. Do you think it's it's a more of a willingness on the team to do this type of stuff? Or is it a coach? We love Ben. Ben hated this type of stuff. I, I don't think no. Ben really liked it. I think if they had said we want you mic'd up, he said, no, I'm not doing that. Screw that. I'm not, I'm not, do not take my trainings. I don't want you out here. Uh, he, he, had, he had an aversion to media. I think he did the, the, the post game interviews. I think there was the, the, the Bobby Boswell.com. He was infamous for sort of hating it. I, th- I think Bobby Boswell tried. There's a, a sort of a joke when Bobby Boswell was like sitting in a camera trying to interview him and he kind of walks off the stage. So how much of that is, is this, we have a coach now that's open to this type of stuff and how much of it is actual effort. I, I think it's a little, a little bit of both to be honest.
1: It could be. It's certainly possible. I think that there's, uh, I think Ernan is a much better self promoter than Ben was. Uh, I think to his, his great benefit, you know, he's got a, he's got a, Ben finally got into Instagram. I think his last season, uh, has been, been in the game for a little bit. And I think that they, I think maybe he communicates himself on the field in a more interesting way. I don't know. I think we know that we wanted a coach's show. It didn't occur. Uh, for a number of reasons, but I think that I think also the, that the team knows it has an opportunity to tap into the enthusiasm that change provides. Um, so I think I, I, I would bet it's about 50 50 a coach that's down and then a, a social media department and a comms department that says we got to really roll this for all it's worth. This is this, this change This rejuvenation.
0: And it's making waves, you know. I heard Andrew Weeby on Extra Time Radio talk about those those interviews. It it makes waves on the national media, and it gets people sort of talking about this team. Hey, look at look at this! Look at what the Hernan does. And if he can put it together with results on the field. It sort of elevates that. Um, The results got to be there. So we'll we'll see what happens. It's going to be, this is the season. I think if if you ask us to like predict where this team's going to be, we have, we give you your general idea, but we have no, like really no idea what what this team's going to look like. Uh, It'd be great if we could watch, you know, it'd be great if we could watch some games and we could get, get maybe a better idea. Speaking of that, we had a preseason game on Saturday and I'm sorry, John, I interrupted you. So you can, you can, uh, you can, uh, it's fine. Uh, we had a 1-1 draw against Greenville Triumph. It was a game, sort of that first preseason game where they play like weird three periods of 30 minutes, I think is what they played. So it was kind of like uneven game. I think they played some starters, some trialists. Uh, so um, again, you know, they, they're always the 1-1 draw. Oh, we're drawing against a, a league one team. Oh, man, what are we doing? Stop. <laughs> it, it, uh, Kamari Smith had a goal. That's great. It's great to get him on the board. Um, a scrappy goal, which I think we've talked about, other podcasts have talked about, and I think we, we sort of agree. Uh, not every goal has to be a pretty goal. It can be a scrappy goal, and if you're scoring scrappy goals, it means some pretty goals are getting mixed in and you're scoring more goals. So,
1: And it means that you're in the box, and it means that you are making runs that need to be made. So yeah, I'll take them. Griffin Yao with the assist on that. Griffin Yao limped off, apparently is fine, though. That was a concern. Uh, Noah Pilato... A former Loud United player plays for Greenville, so quasi familiar face. I think he also played in the the number of friendlies that DC United played a couple years ago that they lost like by a million cumulative goals. I think he played in some of those too. So, um, but that's not the thing that's interesting about this game and the games that follow, Ted. What's the thing? What's the thing about this preseason that really has a, a bee in your bonnet? So I, I guess
0: with this game in particular, I, I am. I guess I am not mad. When games aren't streamed, I understand there might be limitations. There might be things that we're not aware of. So this game not being streamed, okay, that's fine. My biggest problem with that, what MLS has decided to do, is for whatever reason, and I, 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 I want to know why because for me it doesn't make sense. I think there's a game. There was a game against between Chicago and New York. They are, for whatever reason, blacking out preseason game. If a game is being streamed. It is available in your, I think the game coming up against Philadelphia, they're saying is only going to be available for Philadelphia fans. So you have to like, and there are ways around it. you can VPN, you can do other things. But you shouldn't have to do that. I, I don't understand why this policy was put in place. What drives this policy? Maybe you have an idea. I have no clue. Why oh. are you denying, no, first of all, no, no one's going to watch these pre, hardly anyone's going to watch these preseason games. Who will watch it are fans? We want to know what our team is like. We want to see maybe some signs of what, you know, we we want to provide you good content about like what we think, how we think this team's going to play, what we're seeing sort of early signs from Renan. All we can really talk about is they appeared to play a 3-4-2-1 in that game. I don't know if that's just the personnel he had out there and the players he wanted to see. Um, It just, it doesn't make any sense to me to... To be clear, this is an MOS. It's an MLS policy. It's nothing the teams can do about it. Yeah. It is a MLS policy that they are regionally blacked out, seventy-five mile radius, which is less than the hundred-mile radius that DC has for their TV rights. So that's even more bizarre.
1: Yeah, having special rules for preseason is interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why you would not do a service to your fans, show the games. And also, you know, it hurts us because you know I'd love to watch some other teams and maybe get some ideas. I'd love to watch uh, New York City FC and see what they, you know, maybe get some ideas on how they, so I can better give content to you guys. Um, and I know there are ways VPNs ways around it. It's not like it's like a, but it's a barrier and, and it's an annoyance and it's a nuisance and it, it's it's dumb and I just think it shouldn't exist. And I, I I've 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 I have been wondering what the reason is. And I, I'm hopeful there's going to be a long form athletic article from Sam State school and Paul Tenario about blackouts. Maybe on their next AMA, I will ask Paul Pablo Mauer about that. Like what's the go. reasoning that drives that? Uh, because I would love to know. I would love to know what drives it. Um, so anyway, we'll see what happens. I don't know if there'll be other, if there other preseason games or if we'll just go into the game against New York completely blind, Pro- probably even with some preseason games, it'll be the same thing. So Yep. But it, w- it would be nice to have some ideas on some players and, and some players we like. So, uh, and just uh, to just drop
1: another reminder for you guys, we're doing a pregame RFK Refugees Lot 8 tailgate. If you've not signed up to do that already, it's at rfkrefugees.com slash tailgate. That'll be an opportunity for us all to get together on a Zoom call, basically, as if we were sitting in Lot 8 like the old days, except for you have to cook your own food and buy your own beer. Uh, we will not be providing any keg beer options for you. So that's the only <laughs> downside. Uh, but please join us. Go to that website and make sure that you're signed up. Yep.
0: Yep. Definitely join that. Should be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to that. And I think we're still we're still working out more details about that. But uh, but definitely join it. It should be a lot of fun.
1: Should have guests. There's a potential for some interesting guests. Yep. And if not, then it's just us.
0: Which is <laughs> <laughs> well, all you way. need. Hey, It's all you need. It's all you need. That's all you need. Uh, let's start. Uh, U.S. men's national team, probably the only other soccer of consequence that's not European-related, that's U.S. soccer-related, is U.S. men's national team Olympic qualifying. Um, they got a 1-0 victory over Costa Rica uh, last week, and then on Sunday they got a 4-0 victory over uh, Dominican Republic.
1: Uh, At halftime, I was talking to my friend, and I was like, absurd to not be blowing up the Dominican Republic. And he's like, don't worry, it could still happen. And then it did. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> halftime, it was not, and then it did.
0: I I kind of looked I, – I, I, I watched the game, and I saw – a team that was everybody. There was a lot of comments. Oh, it seems like I saw some sort of comments early in the game. It was like, oh, Dominican Republic are, you know, they're oh they're they they look like the better side. And I'd say maybe about there's about a, maybe a ten minute stretch. Maybe they looked like they were kind of the they were getting the chances. Maybe the U.S. is a little unsettled. Uh, towards the end of the second half, it started to be all U.S. just attack, mm-hmm. attack, attack. They ran out of gas very quickly. Clearly. Very clearly ran out of gas, and the U.S. pounced. And they finally once they got the breakaway, it was kind of like. The goals started flooding in. Um, Dotson, I thought looked really well. He was, I think, he had a goal, a couple goals in that game. Um, Dejano, Dejanovich, am I saying that right? Jordi Mahalovich. Mahalovich, thank you. Uh, Mahalovich also looked good. Uh, an, another player, I think, who had a, who had a good game. Um, right now, they have qualified for the next round. They need to win now their next game, uh, next match is against Mexico. That will decide first or second. Uh, right now, I think probably Canada and Honduras are looking like the two teams. Maybe a matchup with Canada for, for for that next round, depending on how the game against uh, game against Mexico goes, um, and depending on how the U.S. Th- does against Mexico for for that matter. Um, there are a bunch of players sitting
1: on yellow cards, so that was a, that was the consideration today on Twitter. Is that does uh, Coach Porter uh, go for the go for the gut here against Mexico? Coach, it's Christ. It's Jason Christ, by the way. It's not- Christ yeah uh, who who does he what what division is he coaching
0: he he's co- he actually he coaches inter-miami uh the inter-miami um uh full Le- team? league one team the league one team mm-hmm. sorry
1: his 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 uh his lower ladder jobs continue to cycle and i, I don't i don't remember which one yeah. he is um,
0: so he, he covers the olympic team right now um so and i think he but his normal job is coaching uh inter-miami's league one team so um, I think I think this is a moment he, he he took this job as kind of a way to sort of just sort of maybe Stay get back frame, get back in the spotlight. Um, he was he was I mean, for a while there, he was very highly touted. And then he's had two bad stints, one in New York, one in Orlando. Um, I question how much of that is his fault, uh, so to speak, or just sort of the mess that was New York City FC sort of in the beginning and the mess that was Orlando's front office for a while there. You were
1: okay with him being linked to us, weren't you?
0: I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I, I. He was. I looked at the. I guess it was more the options that I knew, and I'm like, well, if we're gonna go with like a retread, then I'd rather it be Jason Christ than like you know Dominic Kinnear or somebody like that. Like Dominic Kinnear, Dave Sarakan were like at the bottom of my list of people, and so I was looking for like, here's a guy who 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 did really well with a team that could, didn't wasn't willing to spend a lot of money. So maybe that that avenue kind of kind of uh, I know there were some differences of opinion on that. So
1: Dave Sarakan now coaches the Puerto Rico men's national team. Yep. Mm-hmm. So just just from a like level perspective, if it was Sarakan, like that sort of, I think I'm hoping that DC United is a more attractive destination than the Puerto Rican men's national team, but maybe it's not. Either way, uh, we, I think we we ended
0: up we ended up who we needed to get. So so there's always the. the going back to the to US on the qualifying. there's always an argument of how much does this matter? What are your thoughts on if the US fails to qualify like they have since 2004, is yep. it do you consider it a a, a bad thing for 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 MLOT, for US. soccer as a whole?
1: I think it doesn't really matter too much. It would be nice to be in the Olympics. It would be cool because then we could watch the US play in the Olympics and that's more US games to watch. But I don't think I don't think it means anything. I don't think it's like a large scale referendum on the future of of U.S. soccer. I think that there are players, obviously in this age group, that could be playing that aren't playing because they're another. They play with the full national team, or they're just not made available. If you were playing all of your best options and they were unable to unable to get out of this group, then okay. That's not good. That's that just tells you sort of where U.S. soccer will be in the requisite number of years. They could still develop new players. Could come out of nowhere. That happens. It continues to happen. But I don't. I don't necessarily think that if uh, I don't think it
0: means anything for U.S. soccer in the aggregate in any way overall. I I think. I think missing the Olympics, 2008, 2012, mattered a bit more from a um, U.S. media. US spotlight perspective back then, because US soccer was still kind of the, the US men's national team was still kind of coming about. I, I think it was there, there weren't a lot of opportunities. I, I think, and I've talked about this a lot, you know, that stretch, that 10 year stretch where US was missing U 17 World Cups, U 20 World Cups. They were not showing well in those U 20 World Cups. You miss opportunities there's a reason Josh Sargent had a great U20 World Cup. He then signs for uh for the German team. The name is escaping me. Um uh ah it'll come, it'll come to me. Which uh, player? Uh Josh Sargent. Uh Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen, thank you. Uh so he signed for Ver, Werder Bremen. Um so you know, it's it's it, those opportunities matter because they give a chance to sort of expose and they give a chance to give players to get to other to other teams. Um, and I think U S missed out on those of opportunities. So, so the Olympics can still provide that opportunity because it is a U 23 tournament. Um, I think it still does. It does sort of matter if the U S can get through this, uh, get to the Olympics. It it is a, a showcase. It is a chance to get eyeballs sort of on, on the U S team along with the women's team. Um, it, it, it's sort of not fair, I guess, the qualification and how you get there. Uh, Because it is literally like you, you they could they could win their group and then they could lose one game and that's it, and you know they could lose on penalties in that semifinal game and like that's it they're out. So um, I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see who they play um, and who they can get out there. I thought they looked like they sort of got it together a little bit in the Dominican Republic. I'll be curious to see how they come out against Mexico. Um, I think Jason Kreis has talked about wanting to beat Mexico. Um, We'll we'll see. It's. Uh, it's in Mexico right now, so it's 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 certainly home field will not be on their side. Um, but this is likely to be their hardest game.
1: Yeah. So Hopefully. how how they do against this game matters much more than they did in the previous two games. So what's you know, if they're going to play, what's what I would like them to win. Yeah, <laughs> That is my unofficial position of a U.S. soccer fan. Now, a new U.S. men's soccer fan, basically, or a,
0: a reborn. Uh, just win, baby. <laughs> and, and that's really what matters. Everybody, everybody was getting all up in arms about the Costa Rica game and how bad they look, how they held on. And I'm like, you've got most of those players in Costa Rica are playing the Costa Rican League. They're in midseason form. Most of our guys are in MLS. They're in preseason form. It matters. Fitness matters, and I think you saw that. We need to
1: change that just so we can stop using. I mean, it is it is a valid excuse, but we use it for Concacaf Champions League. We use it in the like just let's just sync it up so that there's no we have every 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 win and loss is on merits and not based on sort of the time of the year.
0: There's an argument I made: play August to play August to beginning of December, shut the league down, start it back up in March, run April May you line yourself up you line your championship game up with the Champions League FA Cup final the end of the Premier League there are so many jumping off points there rather than trying to go against the NFL and college football for your championship yep. game and i've i have thought that for a long time and everybody's like well we can't play in the t-. okay fine don't play in the winter just take take a who who cares take a 2 3 month hiatus just do it just like take a break Go to go through have like Black Friday be like your last week of MLS, take a break. You get the window. Players go for the vacation. They come out. the The Bundesliga I think takes like, like a month break. Yeah, they take a yep. long break. Just do it. It, it, it. To me, it makes sense. And to me, I Ang- think it, it's something they should explore.
1: Angus saying that MLS is then going to have to go go against NFL numbers and not to mention shared stadiums. Uh, the shared stadiums thing should not be a problem because this league should stop allowing this. And Charlotte coming in staring sharing a stadium is stupid. Uh, but as far as having to go against the NFL numbers, uh, they're going to get spanked no matter what. If they're if they played them on Sunday, they would get spanked. If they play them on Saturday, they would get they'll they'll get beat by like axe throwing. So what's I wouldn't worry about it. If it's people who are going to watch soccer, will watch soccer. If it's on, you're not going to steal eyeballs that were going to rather watch NFL and have decided instead to watch uh, MLS. That's not going to happen. So. Don't counter. Don't worry about counter programming. That's my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's sports. There's sports delivery. I mean, if you end it May, June, you're going up against NBA and, and NHL playoffs. I mean, you're going up against that. I, I feel the like only good I, part I, of the
1: NBA season. I think that's a better. Yeah.
0: I think that's personally and MLB obviously too. I think that's a better competition than going up against the NFL and college football. Because as much as I, I am, I am projecting the downfall of football as the most popular sport in America. Believe me, it's coming. It's, it's going to be slow, um, but it, but it will happen. Um, I think, I think it is, I think it's something that kind of, I, I, I didn't plan to get into a discussion. We were talking on the other show, like, oh, this should be a short one. And then Brian, our producer, Brian was like, that's what you guys always say. And then numbers being a long one. This is how it happens. We have nothing to yeah. talk about. And we get on, we get on tangents, but anyway, maybe, maybe we'll save the calendar discussion for, for, uh, for another, another slow week, another slow week. Uh EML, we did have EMLS Cup coming up. Uh unfortunately King CJ. We have the, the RFK refugees jinx on King CJ. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and apologize. Uh lost by one goal to uh Godfather, Godfather. the LA Galaxy. Um he made it interesting towards the end, uh, but uh it see he, he lost his first game one one and then a two two draw. So uh uh not you know, I, I think he he had he seemed like he had a slow going in that game, and and it kind of it kind of cost him. So uh, I think he you can go read him on Twitter. Uh, check out an interview with him. I think he still has some good things to say. Uh, that's an avenue that I think a lot of a lot of sports leagues are sort of embracing. Uh, my team FC Heidenheim, I know um, Durkin's team S uh, Saint Trudent have their own like EMLS person that they're doing like posts about. So something something that's not going away, and it's something I think it's an avenue of soccer, uh, particularly with FIFA. You know, I, I, that, that MLS owes a lot of credit to FIFA for opening that door to soccer. I think the popularity of that game from, you know, 2013, 2014, um, has elevated the game in ways that are sneaky and has, and has turned it into sort of a number one sport. Um, it certainly has helped ratings. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's something, something to watch, something to watch, um,
1: While we take a quick break from the show, I want to ask you to consider becoming a Patreon. For the low, low price of preferably $5, but really whatever you want, you can help support the show, you can keep Ted in a supply of scarves you can see behind his head in the live show, and Coke Zeros that you see me drinking. In addition to becoming a very cool person, you will get early access to every show, some exclusive content we won't release to everyone else, access to get your questions to the top of the pile on our big interviews, and discounts on future RFK Refugees merchandise. All that very cool stuff. So consider joining us today at patreon.com slash Refugees. And if money is tight or you'd rather not commit, that is no problem. Just do us a favor and rate the podcast wherever you listen to it and tell your friends about us. Vamos. Uh, Spirit News. Spirit News, uh, Spirit yes. Spirit had a... Had a game canceled this last weekend, previous weekend against Orlando Pride due to COVID, uh, which I believe were actually false positives. Uh, but they are going to play Sky Blue uh, on Sunday in DC at Audi Field. It is closed door. I don't have any information about it being televised or not. I would assume it will not be. That's just a guess. Maybe some, maybe some kind spirit employee will put it on Twitch
0: or something. And maybe uh, they won't black it. I don't know. Does N- NWSL have a have a seventy five mile radius policy on on, on I backups? don't think so. I don't think so. they do. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's certainly a good thing
1: about a, a league that's in a in an earlier stage. Uh, did you see by any chance? Speaking of NWSL, uh, the, the I, I don't know this guy. I'm too old to know this guy. Some some YouTube guy um, that was an Angel City owner, which means like one of seven thousand people. But it was a it was a guy who I'm going to sound stupid. to Anyone who's young, but there's a there's a guy with like a bazillion followers on on YouTube, uh, and uh, he got sort of. Uh, accused of a whole bunch of weird stuff and bad stuff uh, and they uh angel city uh got rid of him as an owner very quickly uh, and sort of absorbed reabsorbed his shares but it was just sort of i think i i heard i was listening to the equalizer podcast today and they were talking about how uh, angel city has put themselves forward as like the the woke team like the, the they're like really really front and forward about Uh, About their the values that they want to live, and right now because there's no soccer team, they're basically like a lifestyle brand, and it's interesting. Like because there's no soccer to talk about, like they have to be kind of they've got to be about this and fix it quickly. And some people thought that it took a little bit long for them to uh, realize what was going on and what needed to happen. Um, But I just thought that was a it was an interesting it was an interesting thing to to happen quickly and that will happen more frequently as these ownership groups become humongous and about people who are maybe only uh, the spirit, probably a different story. Cause there isn't a lot of celebrity names other than at the top, but uh, where there's a celebrity names, like where the interest is maybe not as passionate as, as, a, as a, it would have previously been when the, when there were only a few owners.
0: And, and you're starting to see that, I think in a lot of sports ownerships. And I think you, you got to point to what happened with the Clippers and, and not on Sterling. I think that sort of has set into motion I think there was always the the sports owner. There were sports owners that did, you know, bad things. There are sports owners that still do things that you would think oh, yes. would lead to them losing a team. Uh, there's a certain team that plays up in Maryland that I am still still to this day shocked. Still owns said team. I will not say the name, but I think you can guess. Um, he really weathered that one, didn't he? Oh, he did. He's oh he did. He's weathered a lot of things, but he. I really thought that was going to be the thing. I took oh, him out, me too. But he,
1: but he did. He didn't.
0: No, and it's it's. It's uh it's becoming the uh, it's becoming the coming the comment. and by the way, Angus uh, uh, long says if only they put Audi field in FIFA, I had heard something that like they scanned the stadium, but I'm not sure if that's like, you know, I think they they it takes a while. if you know anything about coding and development, it takes a while to probably scan. you got to scan the stadium. I, I I would hedge to bet they've been sort of adding MLS stadiums sort of every year and it's sort of been a slow process. Um, but I, I would hedge to bet that that MLS teams will soon be in in in, uh, in in FIFA at some point.
1: They're they're waiting until the roof gets puts in. That's when, that's, <laughs> that's a that's a roach uh, uh David Dob- Dobrik is the guy. I I don't know who he is, but he's very famous on YouTube. Apparently. No,
0: no, but that's a that's a it's a good thing that these teams are doing this because they should do this and they should. Yes, you're an owner. Yes, you 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 control the stakes. MLS has just went through it with with RSL and. I mean that wasn't even like on tape rumor uh, like on tape catching him doing something or you know something confirm I mean those were those it was a lot of sort of hearsay and rumors but there was enough enough evidence of people saying yeah he he says these things he thinks these things that they were like okay we got to do something um, on the
1: downside it costs the Utah Royals fans their team yeah that's true that's true and and who knows when they'll get replaced so that's a that's a real unfortunate thing uh, NWSL also. As you see here, uh, they they're sort of caught figuring out what the next move is. The NWSL side for Sacramento, the the latest to come out was Ron Burkle, the super jerk, who decided he didn't want to have an MLS team. Wants to move the rights for uh, the NWSL team to San Diego. Um, so that would so that so that would be wild uh, yeah. as a, as a possibility. But that who knows NWSL? It can it, it's uh, it ha- I think there's growing pains with it all of a sudden being really interesting to a different class of investor and and fame i'm hoping they i'm hoping i can't wait to actually play soccer and and that these stories can be like secondary but they're uh we'll 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 see we'll see what the growth looks like as they continue to sort of um i think that this the multi-owner thing is going to continue i think that that's i think that's a model that people like to attach their brand to women's soccer right now I think less so from a financial perspective. I don't think I I don't necessarily know how much these thousand owners put in stake to Angel City. Probably not too much. It's probably just it's similar to the spirit where they're associated with the spirit in in some way, but not necessarily a capital way. But I think that's going to continue to to happen because it's from the NWSL perspective, it's cheaper than finding partnerships otherwise. Like right, like having say that this guy was not skeezy and kept uh, and kept his ownership having somebody with three million subscribers on youtube talk about the nwsl would be very expensive uh f- if you had to pay for it and uh if, if you didn't have to pay for it you'd love it so that's i think that the, i think they're going to continue to that's going to be their one of their growth strategies is encouraging new franchises to have that diverse popular um ownership groups i think and, that's just going to be how it goes
0: and in a way it's sort of MLS is not trending that way. I mean, they're still super rich owners, but definitely you've seen it with LAFC. They kind of paved the way, so to speak for that idea. They had, you know, several, several owners that sort of came in and I think it's been a, it's been a successful model for them and, you know, having, having, you know, big owners, you know, well-known owners attracted that does move the meat. Will Ferrell being an owner for LAFC and being involved in that team um, is something I think that's been very good, very good for them and very good for the league too. Um, so, uh, so moving on back. To, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was just I was just gonna transition us to the so more I more news. Yeah, yeah <laughs> more news from the team we uh, the other team we cover, La United. Uh, I was wondering what happened to Elvis Mo, a player who was the leading scorer last year. What 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 happened to him? Uh, he and also Christian Sordo, who is a player that I think I talked about two years ago or one year ago as being a potential DC United Academy player to make that next move, didn't pan out. Both of them have gone to Rio Grande Torres. Toros, which i believe is houston dynamos affiliate mm-hmm. um I, I think that you know i think when we had uh, coach martin on the show uh recently he said that there was a few more names that he was looking to get across the line but i think they've started camp already uh they have their pregame slate uh, i don't know when their first game is it's probably pretty soon but one of their games against the kickers got canceled so that's a bummer. The Civil War. The Civil War only has one battle now instead of two
0: battles for the RFK Refugee Civil War. <laughs> Darn. One, one, yep. one, one battle. We'll still short. watch it. We'll still, still watch to be it. good. I'll wear my I'll wear my Loudon United jersey just to yep. troll. I'll wear my or my kicker's jersey. We might we might do like we might like do the split as far as that goes on on when that when that game comes up. Uh let's get into our, our player of the week. We're doing this every week for for those of you who are new to the podcast or maybe not know. Uh this is an opportunity for us to discuss kind of more in depth on on certain players. Uh, from last year, talk about their policy this year. Uh, we might get into some of the new signings. We might do some different things. We're kind of we're kind of just picking as we go. And I think this guy, uh, Julian Gressel, is who we're talking about. He uh, he got highlighted in a golf article. Uh, sort Solo of podcaster.
1: Fellow Impeding, podcaster. podcaster. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fellow <laughs> podcaster. I uh, got a golf article about him, and sort of the expectations coming into this season. Um, and I even had a look. I said, okay, what, what's the now again, less games played, all that sort of thing. Uh, but the the drop-off is is pretty pretty stark. <laughs> uh for Atlanta united in twenty nineteen, he had probably his best season. Um he had uh 33 games played, 31 games started, six goals, twelve assists, sixty-nine shots, twenty-five shots on goal. Nice. Uh so he was definitely active in the <laughs> active in the score sheet. Uh 2020 was not successful. Two goals, three assists. Again, shorter season, two two games played, nineteen games started, um, had about a thousand less minutes. Um, shots twenty eight, five on goal. So uh, he had he had just as almost just as many shots on goal in twenty eighteen as he did total shots. Um, so Julian Gressel was one. Of, he was we 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 talk about the optimism of twenty twenty. I think it started with Edison Flores. Obviously, we have Paul. Julian Gressel was kind of the oh wow we get Julian Gressel, and his stock was sort of rising. It was sort of a case with Atlanta where he was still on his rookie contract, which I think was around 150 to 200 thousand dollars, and he's like, I need my payday. You know, I've played really well. For you. I mean, you have a career a year, six goals, twelve assists. I need to get paid. The team was like, well, we don't have the cap to pay you, so they looked for an option. They found DC. DC was willing a to give million
1: get to- dollars. A million effing diamonds, Michael. Yes. For,
0: for of Gam, to, uh, and
1: then he had the season he had last year. Unfortunate timing, but
0: and and, and there's there's sort of a lot to that. I, I mean, again, 2020 was a weird year. We talked about this. Every player that has to be put as the big asterisk anytime you see bad numbers. Yep. Um, but other teams had had good seasons even with that. So um, it's it's I do think I will be curious. I think it's going to be if you want to talk about the one player that. Can sort of elevate this team. I, I think there's a question of when he was in Atlanta, he was sort of the third or fourth down the road. You had Joseph Martinez, Miguel Amiron, Yamil Assad, and sort of Yamil Assad, maybe Julian Gressel kind of in there. Yamil Assad leaves, Julian Gressel kind of steps in. Um, but he's a player, Tata Martino highlighted. He's a guy he put on the he would put on his team. You know, who's who's your guy you would never leave off the team sheet? He didn't mention Miguel Maron, He didn't mention Joseph Martinez. He said Julian Gressel because of what he brings to the game. Um, I think we all at the beginning of 2020 were a little surprised when Ben played him as a central attacking midfielder. Uh, and it didn't work. It didn't go. Well. It, it didn't go well. And so it, this is the thing, because I thought that's like what. I believe it was sort of mentioned that. That's what he wanted to be. He wanted to yep. be sort of the central attacking midfielder. And I feel like Ben, being a players coach, did that for players. He would say, Oh, that's where you want to play? Okay, we'll give it a shot. Um I I, I am I am hopeful that and, and and we've we've mentioned with Yamil Assad and Yamil Assad in the central and uh Ernaldo Assad being like, Nope, he's a winger. I am hopeful you, you do sometimes need a coach that steps in and says, Look. You're not a central attacking midfielder. You are a fantastic winger, and I think that was sort of a realization for him when he was like, "Okay, I need to be where I'm comfortable." That was awful. I need to go out where I'm comfortable, where I can where I can contribute to the team. Um, so I think we'll see that. Uh, we'll see that this season. Um, I'm hopeful we'll see some better things from him this season. Um, I, I think. I think too. Like I
1: think that was probably driven by the fact that he saw his ceiling with those statistics as a rookie, as a young player. Uh, the sky's the limit, right? If he can keep doing that, he's in Europe. He's playing for he's playing for a, a major team. Um, if he can continue to produce at that level, that's that's elite level contributions. Yeah. Um, so being doing that as a ten, having the ball more theoretically would would increase your chances, particularly on a much worse team than he was playing with in United uh, in DC. Um, so I understood that I understood the ask. I think maybe DC United should have just considered also signing Joseph Martinez and Miguel Amarone from Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, paying, paying thirty million dollars
0: to get Miguel Amarone yeah. back from Newcastle. He might get relegated, so you know maybe maybe they'll have an opportunity for him. <laughs> if you want
1: the best out of Gressel, just give him all of the tools that
0: he had in Atlanta. And and, yeah. and, and you hit on a point there. It, it was kind of the thing is he was he he did not have to be the guy on this team. Now he is. I mean, it's it's debatable who the guy who the best player. I mean, obviously Edison Flores is number one. Maybe oh. maybe Flores is number is number two. But the gap is different. It, there's a very much a, a difference in gap? There was Joseph Martinez and Miguel Marone up here, and then there was Julian Gressel. Now it's sort of a combination of uh, it's sort of a, it, it's closer than it than it than it was. So I think that's the thing. He has he has a larger role to play on the team. When before he was kind of a, an auxiliary piece, and I think his question is, can he step up and sort of be that, you know, show that he can sort of not just be a a piece of this team, but actually be a main driving force of it. And I think that's what he be, wanted. Yeah. I, the
1: interviews when he came here was that he wanted to he wanted to lead a team. Now that is also what you say when you now want to have a triple year contract. You can't be like I'm, you know, I'm just a guy. Like you know, I'm just <laughs> I'm just I'm just here to pitch in when I can. Uh, you know, between him and Paul. And there are, you know, we've talked about it to have been blue in the face because there haven't been games to actually talk about, but there is very high level talent on this team and he is one of them. And we talked, we talked about him because he's, he's a player that had expectations that did not get met and almost no one's expectations last year were met. Uh, But I think that uh, this team, if all of these players have career average years, we're, we're not just. I don't want to be too. I don't want to be too optimistic, and I think we still we're need depth team. in certain places. We're definitely a. I think we're a, we're for sure a playoff team, and mm-hmm. I think we're trouble in the playoffs. We're going to win a game maybe if all these players play the way that they can play. We're we're and, gonna
0: we're, we're gonna play play good soccer, and I think, and I think with, with Julian Gressel, he's the one player I think, the he never had a moment. I guess in 2020. I, I couldn't think of a moment. I, the game like Edison Flores, despite his bad year, had the game against New England. Yamil Assad had the center. The party played in the center where he started to sort of develop and, and looked pretty good. Um, you know, all our young players had moments. Kevin Paredes had the assist on the game-winning goal. Gelvin Rivas had a moment. It, really, Ola Kamara and, and Julian Gross maybe the two players that ever really had a moment um, and never really had a, a game where you you saw potential. So I think, I think if I am if I am Ernando Lasada, I am looking at those two players. I am looking at I, I watched. I if I'm him, I watched. I said, well, what happened? I would look at these stats and say, "Well, let me watch Julian Gressel in 2019. Let me see some of his games, and let me compare that to 2020. Like, what happened? Like, what what's going on here? Because he's a guy I, I have to figure out and I have to get playing him and Edison Flores are the two players I think that those those would be my focuses of I need to elevate those guys. Uh, Paul Riall is going to be there. I think he'll be fine. You yeah. know, the question if he scores the goals, maybe Ola is in there as well." But those two players, tight. if those two players are playing well, that means they're supplying good service to a forward like Ola Kamara, who can then put the ball in the back of the net. Because uh, as bad as Ola Kamara was he, also was, he wasn't getting the service that we all would expect um, from those players. So Yeah, um, the
1: XG for DC United as a whole was a minute last year. So if you can't you can't score a goal... Uh, without, <laughs> without the possibility to score a goal, that's a some of a dumb statement. But from a statistical perspective, it's
0: it's hard, it's challenging. Yep. yep, Um We let's get to some uh, some question. Nope. Okay.
1: <laughs> that's nope. a
0: future question, one
1: that we are not prepared to answer. But we do have a call. I, 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 oh, we do have a call. We do have a call coming. I missed that part. Um, who do we who do we have coming? We've up? We've got Angus, 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 my good friend from uh, from Discord and everywhere else.
2: Yeah. Hi guys. How's it going? <clears throat> Hey, um,
1: good. good. How, how good. are you?
2: Good. It, it's interesting you brought up Gressel and all this stuff because um, you're highlighting him this week. And you mentioned the, the Gam we paid for him or Tam or whatever, the Garber bucks we dealt for him. Um, and it, yep. It's worth noting that for this year, I noted it's, it's worth noting this year. Anyways, we've got a lot of that back. We got like 600K for all of the deals we've made throughout the off season, or at least in this primary window, which I guess is only just opened because it's different than the international window. Um, and the idea that we'll see more production out of Gressel. I'm sure we'll see more production out of Gressel. I think we'll see more production out of everyone, uh, just through the changes in systems. I think Tata's system in Atlanta is going to align more with Osada's system that we think of anyways, here in DC. Um, than then he would have with Ben's but it'll be interesting to see how if we how and if we use that 600k in gam because well we did spend it all on Gressel and is that worth and does the fo see that as something that's worth it or not you know
1: yeah I, I, there's certainly there's certainly places to spend that money right if you look at this roster as this window continues you could see them potentially spending money at the forward position. Although, as Ted noted before the call, Nigel Roberta is apparently in the air, going somewhere. The plane yeah. tracker has him in the air, going somewhere. So maybe it's his, here. I don't know. His
0: his Instagram had him with uh, with plane emojis. Yeah, plane plane emojis <laughs> and a shot of a of a pack of a bag. I don't know if that's DC. I don't know. I I think he was being tracked in Sweden. Who know? You know? I think who knows. <laughs>
1: Nice. either way there or center back like there are positions right now that are a desperate need uh and and if it, if this is if that gam is an opportunity there to strengthen that team now so that you know particularly as we're going to be short our starting and captain starting center back for uh until June I believe I think it was June or July even um that's a that's a good that's a good call we've gotten we've stacked it up we're not going to have a million dollars to spend again but i mean the return on investment will probably be higher than it was when we spent a million for Gressel's twenty twenty.
0: And I, I will tell you, Angus, I think your your assessment, I, I was tr- I'm trying to like go through it in my head, so maybe you have it down on paper and you might be right. I, I believe it's probably maybe a little closer to three hundred to four hundred k in allocation because I think some of the Lucho allocation is tied up into incentives, tied up into performance. Um, so I know we got 250 k for it this year. Some of that's next year. Um, and I think uh, some of it this year is tied up in, in incentives. And I think golf highlighted that I think the incentives are pretty easy to meet, but that's not money DC can – you can't spend what you don't have. Um, and so I think it's still tied up in some in some of that. So uh, let, let's root for Lucho to play really well, well for Cincinnati, except when he plays DC. There were some other ones too, though, the, right?
2: It's not just the Lucho money, though. You gotta remember it's also the hundred fifty K we got for Segura going to Austin and then I've the got Michael for, Edwards. Uh, Edwards and Williams as well. Both of those players as well. So we got another cup I think between three and four hundred total out of those three guys as well. On top of the Lucho money for this year. Obviously that could go up next year as well through incentives. And we'll see how that gets used in the future. But looking at this year, we have um, a bit more, I
0: guess then and we were to spend and, and we did and we did have to pay 50k for to colorado i think it was for heinz Ike's, uh discovery rights apparently that was they re-examined the discovery list which i'd love to know like where that list exists that would be it's a google doc <laughs> that would be a pretty funny a pretty funny list to read uh proving once again we make that, that,
2: we make that discovery rights list? are
0: stupid and dumb
1: I mean, public, there's lots like, of things we'd like to make public.
0: Apparently it's not apparently it's not that public because they didn't realize apparently there was a, a reexamination, whatever that means, of, of 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 the Discovery List. And they said, Oh, Colorado had him on his discovery list. Okay. Uh, DC, you gotta pay even though the contract had already been signed, you gotta go pay fifty K to, to to Colorado. Yeah, they did a, it they
1: did a command F. They did a command F for Heinz Eich. like, Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what's the minimum amount of money we can get for this? So, uh, Brendan Heinzeike, Brendan Heinzeich also just started an Instagram page. So he was the last, he was the last uh, athlete in, uh, in modern times to not have one. So welcome to Instagram, Brendan. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, I think you're right, Angus. There's a, there's money to spend here and it has nothing to do with the no fans in the stadium. It has nothing to do with ownership having their money tied up. Uh, and it, it will be spent somehow. It's just a question of how and do we get a better bang on our buck than we did for for Julian last year?
2: Now here's a question so. before I before I, uh, I hang up and and let you guys kind of wrap up the show and stuff. Here's my here's a question for you guys. You mentioned this earlier, but we're not going to have Steve Burnbaum. We're not going to have Bill Hamid probably week one. Who does Losada name his first captain? Who does he give the armband to in that first game? Because we probably won't have. Who I would think would be the top two players to hand that armband to?
0: No, Paul Ariola either. He'd be another one I consider.
2: Um, That's true. That's true. I,
0: have the, I don't know with the recent his recent comments. I don't know. Maybe if you if you give that, unless, unless something has, cha- has changed or the the discoveries, I guess of his of his past comments, old past comments. I, I think it's it's probably it's Fred Brilliant. I think has to be uh, is probably the person you name. I, I don't know it, it, unless. Unless um, Felipe Martins is healthy, I don't know. Maybe it goes it to him. Um, but that that would be, I think. I think you'll see Fred Berliant. I think it's him or Flores, even though that Flores is new. I think that
1: there's, I think there's an opportunity that he maybe sees him as a, as a player who needs to elevate his own voice within the team, and that would give him. I mean, it's it's important to him, right? I think so. He's definitely going to have vice captains in place, and I think that it would it would make sense to have one of your players that you need to get a lot out of this year. To give him an opportunity to put his stamp on the team and make him feel like, like
0: he has some ownership over the outcome. So that's a it's, that's a g-
1: random guess in the dark, but
0: that's that's my guess. It's the uh, it's it's uh, it's Jurgen Klinsmann giving Dempsey the armband when clearly Michael Bradley was the the captain of the team. Type move, I think, is what you're, what you're implying there, John. Um, so, oh, are, you, how did you find a way to bring Jurgen Klinsmann into Edison Flores getting <laughs> a decent <laughs> armband? But you I, did it. I did it. I figured it out. I am, I am a master of bringing that up, but uh,
1: thank you. Uh, thank you, Angus for the call and congrats on your, uh, your, your red Jersey find on Facebook. Let's do the, the King. The, the yeah, king man, of all thanks. finds. Thanks. I've been wearing it like all day. I would too. <laughs> Take care, buddy.
0: That was some music. I don't know. How... We do.
1: We cut them quick here. We're, this is like a, uh, it's like the junkies. This is yep. like Howard Stern. Yep. This is like Bob your, your Your, regular,
0: your regular <laughs> podcast. Uh, we, we'll cut them, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think some good comments there, um, sort of about Gressel, sort of the money they have to spend. I had forgotten about Segura. I mean, it's this whole offseason has been just like the longest offseason. I had forgot, I had completely forgotten that we still had money from Segura, for Segura. Um, I, I forgot I, that
1: Austin FC was a team.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I think he's right. I think it's it is closer, I guess, than than I initially uh, than I initially thought thought about. Um, I was thinking more recent moves, uh, but we'll see what they do with the money. I think that that is that is the caveat. Are they gonna are they gonna get somebody now? Or are they going to hold off to the summer? I think we all we all kind of thought that the the money was going to be used to get Lucas Rodriguez. Um, that's been oddly quiet. And normally at this point we get a story, usually golf tweets, something's close, and we don't hear anything. We don't hear anything, and that's the the warning sign. And then literally like a couple of days like, oh, things have cooled off. It's not going to happen. Um, and. I don't know if we're there yet. I don't know if, if that's what we're coming. But that's a signing that I think kind of maybe elevates this team a little bit. I think it could it, it could rejuvenize, rejuvenize some things and, and give some competition, which I think this team desperately needs sort of on that left side. Uh, and I think it opens up a lot of problems on the wing. We'd be so full of wingers. We'd have Assad, Areola, Gressel, <laughs> Lucas Rodriguez. We we would some have might we say. would we would have wingers that literally could start on most MLS teams. Four wingers for two spots. Uh, so talk about depth, uh, and that's something that that's that's, bugged, that's been bothering this team a lot. Um, I'd love a forward and another center back, but you know you get what you get. We'll see it. We'll see how it unrolls. No, we haven't talked about March twenty fifth. Uh, U.S. Men's National Teams back. They've got basically we're going to get a chance to see uh, a full time lineup. I think they've made some changes. So Josh Sargent will be out there. He's been playing. Uh, pretty well. Uh, Sergio Dest has also looked really good for for Barcelona. Um, Two goals this weekend. Uh- Against who were they playing? Did you see who they were playing? Uh, Sevilla. it was it was it was in the league, but good to see. I, I think he kind of he kind of hit some struggles for Barcelona, and I think he he's kind of getting back. It, it goes to he some, had a horrible Champions League game against PSG. That's yeah, really, that's the peak of his troubles. He was getting absolutely torched by
1: Mbappe, I believe it was,
0: just but, like lit on fire. But hey, he's bouncing back, and that's yep. and that's the important thing. And you know, I I think there's a lot of talk about Pulisic and and Chelsea and and kind of what's been what's been going on there. Um, and he's struggling, but you know, he's still a good player and good players figure out a way. And I think he'll, those opportunities are going to come back. Uh, and yep. there's a lot of fatalism, I think when it comes to, to us soccer. And I think now, and I think the also good thing is having 20 years ago, you DC us team had one or two players who were maybe at pool six level and them struggling in Europe would have been a bad thing. Everybody been panicking. We've got Weston McKinney out in Juventus, who's still playing really well. We've got Josh Sargent playing at Werder Bremen, who's looking really well. There's a lot of players. It, it, it's You're starting to see certain players have valleys while other players are having peaks, and you're you, you, that's a good thing. It, it means there's options. It means there's not an over-reliance on one or two players being absolutely in peak form. We're not relying on Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey being the only players and right. then kind of everybody else, so... Um, I, well, I, I, I'm actually, I think I'm actually excited to watch this, uh, these uh, some of these friendlies coming up. Uh, I'll be excited to see some of these guys play. We'll, we'll be seeing sort of a first team lineup. We haven't really seen it. Um, you know, we want to see Tyler Adams, Weston McKenney, Pulisic, Josh Sargent, all those guys out there at the same time. And I think we'll get a better sense of what World Cup qualifying is looking like. So, um, fun times. Definitely check that out. Um, I guess with that we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the show patreon.com/ refugees refugeescom slash tailgate to get in on the tailgate action we got coming up twitter.com uh, also patreon we're doing uh, we got an interview with Zoltan that I think I'm going to try and drop tonight for our patreon subscribers everybody gets the full uh, full interview on on uh, on Thursday he had some interesting things to say. Some, some, something you'll probably want to listen to and maybe a little surprising. And maybe we'll talk about it once the full interview comes out. So i um, will try to get that for our Patreon subscribers. So subscribe. Lawyers,
1: lawyers were involved. We'll just say that. It'll be a, <laughs> there were some
0: lawyers involved. Not with us, but in this story. So good to me. But I'm, I'm going to try to get that up uh, for our Patreon subscribers. So join today. And you get, full, you get early access to that interview uh, before everybody else. Um and then, of course, we're gonna have an interview with Donovan Pines coming up on uh, tomorrow, and that'll also try to drop that as well. And uh, yeah, Patreon subscribers, you're getting you're getting your money's worth this time. so go go to the page and subscribe. Uh, I guess with that, John, anything else you wanna add before we go? Nope, just make sure if you're listening
1: to this live or you're listening to this tomorrow morning, uh, make sure you send us your questions in for Donovan Pines. You can't send us questions for Zoltan unless you have a time machine because that was recorded uh, in the past. But for Donovan, we'd love we'd love to uh, ha- make sure that we're getting all your questions in uh, to the show. And also make sure if you're listening to us for the first time, uh, make sure you go to RFKRefugees.com slash subscribe and, and add us to your podcast uh, repertoire.
0: Or, and make sure you also subscribe on YouTube. Yep. And thank you guys so much for listening. You'll catch us on Thursday and we'll be back live on Monday. We'll see you next time. Vamos.